0: It's podcast time, which means it is time to listen to my spiel about Huntington University. Huntington University takes care of this podcast every week, and they are offering Comet Season ticket holders 25% off all tuition. All you have to do is go to the Huntington University Admissions Office. Now that we got that out of the way, let's do this week's show. at it for another week. It's I, Shane Almarani, bringing you another episode of the Huntington University Comets Podcast. And this week, we've got uh, kind of a special edition for you. We uh, had Hall of Fame weekend, so I got one of the Hall of Famers that we inducted uh, last weekend into uh, the office. I got Kaylee Schrock in here, and uh, Schrocky, of course, and I did an episode way back in April, but his life has changed an awful lot since April, Uh, so we talked a lot about that. We also talked about the Hall of Fame in general, what it was like to go in with Mike Doc Emmerich and the whole experience and uh, can't think of a guy who is more deserving than the Comet Hall of Fame than Kaylee Schrock and Doc Emrick. Now stick around at the end of this interview I'm going to have a couple of, uh, special clips for you. I have got uh, one clip that is Kaylee Schrock's very first interview with Bob Chase uh, right after he started playing with the Comets and the other one I have Mike Emmerich interviewing Len Thornson back in the early 70s uh, when uh, Doc was uh, the voice up in Port Huron. So uh, it's uh, we had to go back to the Wayback Machine to get that one, but still two pretty cool clips. So stick around after this interview uh, with uh, Kaylee Schrock. Let's just get right to it. <music> All right, well, first of all, um, when are we going for hair plugs? I got a place that has a buddy system that I think we can get a discount.
1: If it's a really good discount and they're really good, maybe, <laughs> but I've kind of accepted the fact, so.
0: I'm trying my best to accept it over here. I mean, I accepted. it. do
1: you it. mean? St- you still got feathers left? I, I do.
0: I, accept- I stopped dyeing my hair, though. That was also a big step. I stopped okay. about a year ago from dyeing it. Okay. So now I'm dealing with the hair loss thing. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Yeah, I guess um, <laughs> it's. I always tell people, you know, it's better to have great hair once and average hair forever. That's true. So, that is true. You know, at that one is. time.
0: Yeah. But. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna look into see if we can, can't get a discount, and you and I going and uh, sitting in the chair and getting the needles in our head. We can do that.
1: <laughs> it, you know what? That might add some years to my life because I do feel a lot <laughs> older now without without it, my hair. It does, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? You, you feel you, older. Yeah, yeah, you do definitely, but. uh. With a hat on, I can trick people. I look a lot younger, yeah. you know, than my age. Typically, or at least with my friends, uh um usually people tell me that I I look younger than I am um if I've got a hat on right now. But uh so yeah, if you can find a uh if you could find a good deal, you know, I I would I would listen. You would listen. <laughs> I'd listen, yeah.
0: But they do put you in the chair, You know, they put the needles in your I mean, would you would we do that? Was that we'd go full on
1: well, I, it's either the needles or what about the surgery? You got to get the surgery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, no, but you're talking like hair plugs. Yeah. You know, no. Is, is that like? Is that a surgery?
0: Yeah. Like? That's the plugs. Yeah. That's that's where they put the hair in your scalp and.
1: That's what I'd probably go with. Yeah, right? I would too. Yeah, you got to go. You can't. You know, you can't. You got to be all in. On that's right.
0: Like that. I'm i I'm with you. I'm with you. That's a lot of needles, though.
1: <laughs> I can take it. I've 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 had my fair share <laughs> of injuries. I can handle a few needles, especially. That means getting my feathers back.
0: Actually, I've got the best needle story. I had all of the sweat glands burned out of my armpits. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds exciting, right? And I was the guinea pig. I was the, the first doctor. The doctor did this to me for the first time. He'd never done it before, so I got it for free. I was the guinea pig. So we had no idea exactly how to numb my armpits. So I was thinking, okay, maybe oh. two or, maybe two or three shots. After 30, I lost track. I took about 60 shots in each armpit to numb my armpits for them to do this procedure. Did it work? It did. But the thing it was, I actually had to do it again because I had such, my sweat glands were so big and gross that I actually had to do it twice. Oh, God. And, yeah.
1: That sounds miserable. <laughs> was that, like, one of the top worst experiences that, of your life? Uh, it
0: wasn't, you know what, like I said, when it got to about 30, you just accepted it, you know, and it really wasn't that bad. But the first 30 shots were pretty bad.
1: Oh, God. I can't <laughs> even imagine. I When I had my nose broken, um, they had to stick like plastic up my nose and they, they took it out and it was like, I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was so long. I, I had no idea how they could, you know, fit that <laughs> into my nose. Right. Cause yeah. they, they hammered yeah. it all together. And then when they pulled out, it just all comes yeah. apart. And the guy went up there and he said, we got to scrape the, uh, you know, the scar tissue off, you know, yeah. in, in your nose. And it was like, it felt like, the thing it was like a small little tiny tiny pencil that he just jammed up there and just started scraping and it felt like he was going to poke my eyeball out and honestly it was probably the worst experience I've ever had as far as like dealing with pain like yeah. normally I have a very high pain tolerance yeah. but I mean I almost passed out and he's like well you know how are you feeling I'm like that, that was tough I'm not gonna lie that, that was that was tough he's like well are you ready for the other one I'm like I guess so he had to do my other nostril it was Oh, just right up there with probably. Oh, really? One of the worst experiences. Yeah. yeah like, uh, yeah, you know, because like when it when you when you get hurt or when something happens in a game, like typically the pain like subsides. You, a got, little adrenaline bit. Yeah, too. you got adrenaline, yeah. You got adrenaline, but this was just like you know he's pulling stuff out of my nose. I I'm staring at this long needle like <laughs> metal pencil that he's just gonna go up and just jam up into my face, and it was yeah, it was a little terrifying to be honest, but. Yeah, that's that's what I. Those are the things I don't miss about like, you know not playing anymore.
0: But you've got a you got a good cut on your face there that you just got. Oh so, yeah. And I want to talk about this because minus your the, the Hall of Fame and everything you've you've accomplished, we have to talk about this rivalry you have with Ben Boudreau on the ice during men's leagues games. And I'd like to promote you guys to come out and watch this because it's something to see you guys go at it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's uh, free. It's and it's something that I've definitely had the upper hand this year. I have, uh, you know, I'm, I I usually am not one, um, and never have been one to, um, I guess, talk about my individual statistics. But when you're over, you know, four and a half points a game in men's league, and you know you're you're leading Benny in not only points per game but total points, you definitely uh, it's something to be proud about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Benny's a good player. And, uh, you know, this year I've been better on my face-offs against Benny, too. I would say last year he, I, th- I think he was – You got the better of you? He, yeah, he, he was winning more, and I yeah. and then I kind of just figured it out. And it's just it's just about the will to um, to win the face-off. Like a lot of, lot of bottom hand pressure on my stick and just knowing that, you know, Benny is more of a skilled guy. He's not as strong yeah. as me, and he's not going to go into the circle. And he's not going to compete as hard as I am, let's just be honest, you know. But, no uh, – <laughs> Uh, I will say this. He gets the last laugh because our team was eliminated from the playoffs and their team um, advanced. So he'll have a chance to play this Thursday night for a championship and my team will be playing for third place. So uh, the fans, you'll have to probably wait until next year to come out to see this. But
0: But no, he he was gloating a little bit. I will have to say that when we we were – why we we're recording this was you know we did this right before we went to Cincinnati and he was oh you know what me and PC were working it last night you know Shrocky uh, ah, you know he's eliminated I don't have to deal with him anymore you know
1: okay <laughs> let's just I just want to say a few things so the fans <laughs> understand this um, so our team um, you know we had uh, I think seven players show up for <clears throat> the playoffs which right. which hurt us right yeah. so we were kind of decimated and. Um, I, I think we lost uh, by two goals with an empty netter. And, you know, Benny's team, they, they went to overtime. And Benny was on the ice, and they gave up a 2-on-0. Oh, and, he didn't say this. Yeah, oh. and uh, I'll say that uh, Benny wasn't back-checking too hard. <laughs> and uh, luckily for Benny, the other team didn't bury on that 2-on-0. And then uh, PC did his dirty work for him. Oh. And went, went bar down to win the uh, the game in overtime. But, no, uh, Definitely, it's it's a it's a blast, honestly, playing out there because there have been times this year where, um, I you know Benny and I we really do get along off the ice. I I really do think highly of him. I mean, and th- this is not this is oh, this no, is but, me being dead serious. Yeah, right. This is yeah, not me joking. Yeah. I really do appreciate him and everything he's done uh, for the Comets and also for you know, uh, the youth program at helping out as much as he did last year, especially with me being away. It was kind of yeah. a train wreck at times where I was at Trine and trying to do things at yeah. Fort Wayne. And he stepped in and did his best to kind of fill in. And it wasn't um, wasn't probably the most structured as it could have been, but he's really done a lot. and um, But it's so much fun going out there on Thursday nights. And, I mean, there was a time this year where, like, PC and I literally, like, two-hand – two-handed each other right across the chest in a Thursday <laughs> night game. And you know how PC is. Oh, yeah. I mean, and both he, of you
0: guys, when you guys get on the ice, it's a different story. It's it, it, it's yeah. Glory Days time. But,
1: but PC is, you know, he's not necessarily the most, like, you know, he, he's the kind of guy that just wants to go out and have yeah, fun. To, yeah. to, so for him to even get fired up, like, and it, it's just it's just so much fun. I, I can't remember what I said to him. But we were in a game, and, um, you know, someone's skate came up and sliced my face yeah. and started – and it started to bleed and we were losing at the time. And, and, you know, I think I needed eight or nine stitches. Yeah, Cause it,
0: Benny it, told me the next day that like Chuck stayed in the game. Oh
1: yeah. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, you, you know, and, uh, I forget what, uh, what I said to him, but we went to the face off and my, uh, I scored a goal and my, in my, my, <laughs> my cheek is just hanging there. Oh uh, yeah. It looks like Texas chainsaw massacre. <laughs> like it's talking to him, you know, and, and, uh. I said something like, "You can, you can, um, yeah, you can stop the bleeding, but you can't stop the animal, <laughs> and, and ben- <laughs> or you can't take him out and, of the and jungle and, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that." Yeah, and, and Benny <laughs> even started chuckling. He was trying not to, because even he puts his game face on and you know t- tries to tries to be serious out there. But it it, it was fun, <laughs> funny to look back on.
0: Now does now does your wife remind you? That, you, that this is a men's league's game that you come home with a bloody face oh, and is Morgan oh, like, what are you
1: thinking? Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, last year at Christmas, um, I mean, probably the best example and, you know, I honestly didn't know it at the time, but uh, we had that alumni game and we had went to, she I took the kids, uh, my, my niece and nephew to Sky on the night before yeah. and, and tore my Achilles. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's ruptured right. Ruptured my Achilles. Yeah. And, you know, the next day I had set up, you know, helped set up the, the Comet alumni game at Trine and at the time, I didn't know I tore my Achilles. It just felt like a really, yeah. really bad calf strain. And, and I was telling everybody, like, ah, my leg really hurts. I don't know <laughs> if I can go out there and play. And I went out there and literally couldn't skate. I could yeah. skate on one leg, you know, yeah. and, and ended up playing the whole playing the whole game. Didn't, you know, got the adrenaline going. And then, you know, the next day, the doctor was looking at me like, you didn't play yesterday. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, you know, you have a ruptured Achilles. And so like, it's, it's just one of those things where it's just, and it's anybody that really loves the game, you know, and you just, I still enjoy playing it. And I, I think that it's, it's, I've always been that way. And I know there's guys that'll get pissed off at me on Thursday nights when, cause I'll, I'll I'll go hard. Right. But it's like, I always have been that way. And like, you know, I, at the same time, you're not trying to hurt anybody out there. It's not like we're being dirty, but I'm going to compete hard. And if you're, you know, it's just, that's how it is. Like you're in the way. Yeah. And, and and they, and guys understand (laughs) that. And I think uh, guys definitely get ticked off at me and they're probably like, what the heck is this guy doing? Um, But I just love it. And it's, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's a lot of fun when guys like Benny and peace and Brandon Warner, I mean, we we were playing against Warrens last week and you know, it's fun because it's just, it's fun seeing those guys on the ice and being around them still.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean you it's it, it, so you stay in shape so uh the phone could ring for Shrocky at any time to get the call back to uh the big time. Stretching. Now I'm ready. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I mean I brought you here to talk about the Hall of Fame. Not all about that, of stuff, but that's uh, a, a good part of it, but the Hall of Fame man so proud of you, so proud. Everyone, so happy that you know the, the d- decree came down that Kaylee Schrock is going to the Hall of Fame, and it's something I'm sure you never dreamed of.
1: No, not at all. And frankly, like based on skill and talent, like um, probably don't belong. Um, just based on, uh, you know, just as a hockey player, I, I you know, there's there's obviously intangibles that, uh, that 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 people saw in me to yeah. to, to think that you know, uh, that maybe I belong with, with that class, but as far as there's a lot of players that I played with that were much more deserving as far as on the hockey side, um, to, to earn a spot into the hall of fame. So I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, lucky and obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's humbling experience for me because it's like, whoa, these other guys, they're they're probably a little bit more deserving. And I'll tell you what, um, it was such a fantastic night and, you know, it's, when when you see i think what really meant the most, obviously is my family was there and and that was great, but when it really hit me was when um the guys from both teams were um you know banging their sticks on the bench, especially like kalamazoo um and some of the current players because you you know you're in that you're, you're competing against those guys and as a player you're thinking you know let's get on with the ceremony so we can go play yeah but it, it was honestly it meant a lot that KZU stayed out there yeah. and their guys were uh so supportive and and same with the Fort Wayne Comet players I mean um it me- means a lot as a you know now I'm an old timer yeah. right and to, <laughs> to see that the, the the current players support you and, and respect you um that's what really meant a lot during that yeah. whole process that I really didn't think of or think what I you know that would make much of a, a difference but it sure hit me yeah. in the moment did, did you
0: get in there and talk to the guys before the games? you have a chance to you know they they uh, Michael brought me in and
1: just um, just gave all the players a little background on, yeah. on Doc and I and you know I didn't want it to be a distraction at all so I just I just told them you know good luck and but you know I know they're trying to get ready to play a game yeah. right and their yeah. seasons on the line and they're still they still have to be professionals and um, yeah. so, you know, a, a little bit and I've, you know, I, they had me come in at the, uh, at the beginning of the year at training camp and, and kind of yeah. talk a little bit. And so, um, obviously the door's always open and I've communicated with some of the players this year, just, um, you know, at the ice house or if, if they need anything in the community, I, I try to be as supportive as, as I can, um because it's, it's getting down to where, I mean, I think Zid's the last guy on the team. Yeah, that he's I've, it. Th- that I've, that I've, that I've yeah. played with, right? So, um, which is sad, right? Because you still <laughs> want to feel part of it. You still want to help out. And, um, you know, you, you want to make sure that you can do whatever you can to make sure the team is successful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what, uh, when you got the phone call, what was that like, just getting the phone call saying, hey, Shrocky, we're putting you in the Hall of Fame?
1: You know, I at first I thought, like, you know, a, Again, I was almost like it, it, to me, I was almost um a, a, I was I was obviously thrilled, but a, a, a little bit embarrassed. Like, hey, what are these old timers gonna think? Right, like, I, I you know, Glenn right. Thornton. Like, you know, I like, obviously I'm not on the same level as as the, those guys. Um, but to know that you know, I I brought maybe something else to the table that mm-hmm. that earned a spot. Um, it it, it was a great feeling, and uh, you know, when I talked to guys like. Colin and and talking to guys like Warner and, and thanking them for all the the support that they gave me throughout the years. Um, you know that they they put things into perspective for me and said, hey, you know, like we always appreciated what you did and yeah. um, you put your body on the line yeah. every single night. And um, so you know, and, and and those are the things that um, that I think that they remember and. And kind of more accepting of that that that, that I don't think of right, just because that's how I've always just played right. It's always was expected of me, and I always thought, hey, that's just my job, right? So I don't really deserve to be um, held at a higher level because I did my job. Yeah, you know. But it's it is flattering to 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 see, um, or, or, hear people say that, yeah, you, you know, you really, you, you were one of the hardest workers that I ever saw. I really liked the way you brought it every single night because to me, it was just like, I was just doing my job. And yeah. it was easy because I had people in the crowd supporting me every single time I had a home game. Right. right. So it's like, you're playing in front of your fam, friends yeah. and family every night. How hard is it to go out and work hard? <laughs> it, right. right. Like, yeah. so yeah. it was a, it was a, I was blessed that I was in kind of a situation where, I really, you know, I, I wasn't in a position where I was going to, like, slack off. Yeah. So I got everything out of me that I yeah. that I probably could and have. At,
0: and at this level, at minor cocky, it's not about the numbers. You know, when you hear about Hall of Fame, retired numbers, all that stuff, you know, you think of pure statistics. But at this level, it's not about that. It's about what you meant to the franchise and to the fans. And you're still one of the most popular of all time, so...
1: Yeah, it's, 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 and that's weird. Yeah. That's really weird to, yeah. to think about. And it's just, um, and it was just so much fun being a part of it. Because as as you know, when I was growing up, you know, I was one of those guys on the other side. Just
0: yeah, and that's another it, thing. You're from Fort Wayne, It's a, yeah. so it even means even more to
1: you. Yeah, and I know. Uh, and it was awesome to see Robbie Laird there. Yeah. And uh, you know, Colin Chin called me. He's in San Diego with his family. But I mean, it, it was just so bizarre. I mean, honestly the ceremony before it was almost like surreal. Like it was yeah. like a dream, like doc Emmerich was there and there, um, you know, the, the commissioner of, uh, you know, Fort Wayne, you know, Nelson Allen Pe- County. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Allen County, uh, Nelson Peters is there. And, um, I mean, it was just, um, and you know, to, to do the whole proclamation. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was just a great experience and to see, have doc, you know, yeah. open up his speech and and say that, um, you know, he, he had never had the skills to be a hockey player. But if he did, he would like to be, a, you know, he'd like to be a champion, a captain, and um, play in his hometown and yeah. like to lead the team in penalty minutes. And <laughs> he, he would like to be Kaylee Schrock. I mean, that was like, what? Like, yeah. It was, I mean, and Doc is just so great at, yeah. you know, he tells a story. When he communicates, yeah. every time, and you know, and even uh, before the game, like I was telling my dad, like he's very, inf- he's he's very informative, and he at the same time as, um, you know, you know, when he is, I guess, expressing his emotions, and like, you know, like for the fans to say, hey, you know, the visiting team has a choice yeah. to be out here right now, yeah, right, like a lot of people maybe didn't know that, yeah. Like, they just saw they had to be out there yeah. for the game, and and but to also honor the the wings for coming out there and just he always thinks of everybody that's right right and and i think that's what makes him special uh he he is just an extraordinary human being and um he remembered talking to me when he came um and and did a game that's right right and Um, And at the time, you know, and I knew he was the best at what he did in that moment when I first met him, when he knew more about my college stats than I did, yeah, right? And I even reminded him of that. I'm like, (laughs) dude, I knew you were the best and what it took to be the best. yeah. Because, I mean, you you could have come in for a minor league game and um, mailed it in and and still been great. And everybody would have thought you were great because you are you and you have a way with words. And But to come in and really do the research on every single guy, like, come on. But that's why he's the best. Yeah. Right. So to to be to have my name next to his on a night like tonight was just, yeah, yeah I mean, really incredible.
0: <laughs> and when did you find out you were going in with Doc? I mean, they, they was it later on or?
1: I think it was. No, I think it I think they let me know when they first told me that Doc was going to yeah. be going. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, you know, because I know at first they had um, talked that maybe there was a chance, you know, we could we could have you suit up if, if the guys were injured and stuff. And yeah. I wasn't holding my breath on that. Yeah. But, I mean, just uh, – just and with Benny being um, in his first year, like he's got to try to, I mean, win every game and yeah. do whatever he can to, to scratch and claw to get the team to where they need to be. And I think he's done a good job of that. But, yeah, I was just like, hey, this is to, – to, to me this is all a big bonus, right? Like when I go back to the games and even when I do color with you, if yeah. it's in the playoffs or whatever, like – it's still fun coming back in the building and and yeah. and interacting with the fans and and still having that relationship where um you know i've I'm only five years removed, so I still have a pretty good relationship with those people yeah. and this is just like come on like and to have my whole family like you know come in and from out of town and yeah, it was special
0: what did like, Mom and dad think?
1: oh they were thrilled <laughs> i mean they were thrilled and you know honestly like you know I don't have i mean I always want another reason to tell my parents like how much they meant to yeah. me. And I was, that's what made it special too is I had another chance to just let them know, especially in my speech and in, in front of, um, you know, over 9,000 people to, to tell them again, yeah. how much they really meant to me, you know? And I think, um, one of the things that just goes unnoticed and, you know, I, I, I would have talked longer, but I, I know I, I wanted to get the game going, yeah. but Um, One of the things I really wanted to say was, especially about my parents, and I I want other hockey parents to understand this, is, you know, one of the reasons that I had a fighting chance against people or athletes who were better than me, either more talented, bigger, stronger, faster, um, more intelligent, was my parents, they let me fail. When I was younger. Right. 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 Yeah. They allowed me to experience failures where I see a lot in this day and age of, oh, my kid isn't going to make the team. What am I going to try to do to get him on the team or create another team so they can have a similar experience? And to me, it's like, you know, like if my parents would have done those things for me, I would not have been as tough as I am now. I would not have been as resilient. I would have never felt like an underdog. And that is really why um, I was able to make it this far or even have a playing career is because I wanted to prove people wrong and and because I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Yeah. Right? I I knew going in it's not going to be easy. And I just – you know, I, I hope that hockey parents and, and really parents and, and youth sports and in general, even even if their kids don't play sports, to it's just a big lesson. And I'm yeah. so so thankful that my dad and you know more more so my dad, but my mom as well. Like they allowed me to experience those failures. Yeah. And then you know in, in the in the car rides when my you know my dad was hauling me all around the Midwest, he would he never told me that I had a bad game. Yeah. Never. So I never had to worry about um what my dad thought. I could just he just let my passion yeah. for hockey grow naturally. Right. And it was never a distraction. Yeah. And of course I always knew if I didn't I always thought deep in my head, like, well, I wonder if dad thought I played well. Yeah. And and yeah. you know, there'd be times where I'd talk to him and say he'd say, Yeah. You know, I said, Dad, what did you think? He's like, Well, you, you might have looked a little bit, you know, slower today or, or whatever, but it was never like I was gonna get in the car and, and get my get ass chewed, right, right. For, for not right. And that was just such a big thing yeah. as a kid because I think a lot of parents they yeah. put the adult they impose the adult competition on their kids or yeah. set a high and and your kids love the game because um, it is hopefully a little less structured than what they have to deal with at home or what they have to deal with at yeah. school. Like it should be their time to To play, yeah, you know, and I think sometimes people forget that.
0: And now you you've coached high school, now you're coaching junior, so you're now instilling some of those values into those kids. But you also have to educate the parents. You got to say, hey, these kids need to fail a little bit. Absolutely, no, (laughs) I'm yelling at your kid, not you know, not for personal reasons, you know. Well,
1: it's (coughs) it's funny you say that. We had we had exit meetings today, and we still have them afterwards. That's why I had to kind of change up the time (laughs) on you, which I appreciate you. uh, Allow me to come in. Um.
0: By the way, Tragi, just off the tangent here, you never have to do that now because you're in the Hall of Fame. You can say, Shane, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'll, I'll, I'll be there when I'm there.
1: That I might use that on <laughs> Sproder, but I wouldn't use that on you, right? You're too good of a guy. <laughs> but you see now,
0: Here's the reason why 30 years from now, if this ever comes up to put me in the Hall of Fame, I'll never get in the Hall of Fame because they're going to remember this conversation because that's something I would do. Uh, look, I'm in the Hall of Fame, guys. Come on. I'll be I'll be there when I'm there.
1: Uh, y- y- you know, like, uh, yeah, that, that's, yeah. I, I haven't even – I, I maybe I said that to my wife once early on when she, and when, uh, when she's like, "Why don't you? Why don't you do this?" And I'm like, "I don't need to. I'm a
0: Hall of Famer." They, oh, yeah. see, but only lovely. at home. But only
1: at home. You know, not now. Um, because see, like, I went
0: to school not to be a broadcaster. I went to school to be a writer, and I wanted my dream was to win an Oscar. I'm like, if I ever won an Oscar, are you kidding me? I would just carry that thing around. I would be at the grocery store. I just pop it on them. No, <laughs> Excuse me, I'd it, be in the front line. I an Oscar. But
1: but it's like <laughs> but it you know it goes back to you know the road to success is always under construction right you always have to continue yeah. to, to uh to get better and i feel like this yeah this is something that um yeah that, that no one can ever take away yeah right but at this at the same time like i still want to accomplish more in the hockey world and i, I still want to you know, I, we, we put this junior team on the map this year and had a really good first season, um, one game away from going to yeah. Nationals. But when we're doing these exit meetings today, it's it's funny going back to the, uh, you know, t- talking about what it really takes. And um, a lot of the kids, to my surprise, were, you know, when I made them go to Franke Park one week, and, like, we were doing, like, two-a-days because yeah. – um, there were some discipline issues throughout oh, the really? eight, right? Yeah. And so he said, okay, well, well, we'll just go run then. And then the, yeah. the, and then the captains came to me and he said, well, we're not getting better on the ice. So do you think we can get back on the ice? He said, yeah, we can get back in the ice and we'll do Frankie Park. And, <laughs> and so I don't know if it backfired on him, but, but a couple of the kids actually, in, throughout the exit meetings, have, have said that, you know what? Like that whole Frankie Park experience and going over there and and you making us yeah. run it brought that team together yeah and it's you know it's yeah. like it, it and and they you know talking about that structure and the the failure and creating you know um, a, a culture where you've got discipline and, and they know their boundaries like they they want that n- yeah. n- not in the moment not in the moment but when they go play for another team where it doesn't matter if they're on time or if guys that are late, don't get punished. Like they're going to want that structure. And, you know, so it's, it's, it was, it was, re, it was encouraging to hear some of that come out in some of these meetings that we're having with our players. <laughs> hey, you know, you really weren't that bad, but yeah.
0: But you've, you're geez. We did the episode what back in April. And so like your life has changed like big time. You were up at Trine. Then you came wow. back to Canland. You're, you're coaching, so you're still coaching high school, but now you're coaching junior. A well, lot that's happened in the
1: past nine, ten months. Oh, uh, it's been crazy. Um, you know, and when, when I was at Trine, like, I loved it up there. Honestly, it was yeah. a great place to work. And um, I still keep in touch with um, my boss up there, Mike Farrell. But uh, the opportunity where Canland sold the
2: – Yeah. You know, and yeah. it,
1: it was more of a local feel with the rink. Yeah. And it was a different – it was a different deal. And then when they said, Hey, you can coach his junior team. Well, it was, it was one of those things where it was like, Hey, like I've got two months to recruit. Like we're already behind the eight. Yeah. And it, it was a big risk because we took our lumps at the beginning of the year. And then for me personally, like if I coach his team and it, and it folds in December, cause we have 10 yeah. players, like, I mean, who's going to want me to be a part of any team yeah. again. Right. So it was, it was a little bit of a risk, and I'm glad it's panned out but yeah it's it, my life has definitely changed <laughs> and I'll tell you what um from about what was it June to about September, I mean it was full mode, just trying to recruit a right. team and People are like, well, who are the Spaceman? Well, we don't have a team, but we're going to have a team. <laughs> you know, we're brand new. I yeah. mean, it, it was – we don't even, even... have
0: uh, jerseys. you got nothing, you no, know. No, no. I mean, it's like uh, – And this is June. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So it was, uh, you know, to, to where we started, to honestly where we finished, um, it was very impressive. And I give the kids a lot of credit for buying in. I give our – um, Todd Ramsey and the, the, the group, a lot of credit for um, putting together a good program and giving us the resources to run a yeah. good program. I mean, these kids get on the ice every single day, Shane. They yeah. they have off-ice workouts, right? They get video. They get their own dressing room, brand spanking yeah. new. Um, they eat like um, pros do on the road. I mean, it's yeah. It's everything that – I mean, honestly, it's, it's just like – Honestly, playing in Fort Wayne, playing junior hockey in Fort Wayne is is like playing pro hockey somewhere else. You really? know, you're getting that much really? the time. Yeah, I mean, in fact, yeah. they even get uh, on Wednesdays. They get, you know, they get John Salway every yeah. single week for yeah. power skating. So like, they get development. We had two yeah. goalie coaches, you know. So I mean, it was it it was it was really neat to see like where they started yeah. and where they ended, and neat to see them buy in and start to say, "Hey, you know, my buddy w- kind of wants to." Yeah. here and because they're the ones that really recruit for you it's no different than the professional level yeah you get a couple guys that know another good player like you know they're going to bring those guys in because it's more fun when it's always more fun when you're playing with your your friends right right? and guys you yeah you know very well so yeah
0: yeah so have you really taken to coaching seems like you have seems like you really like it
1: oh i love it there's so much that i that i could still learn though yeah right and um and i you know you try to learn from everybody i know benny's been good he let me come in for a day when he was working on his um D's, like new d zone coverage yeah. and i you know wanted to say okay well how do you teach it how do you, you yeah know, how do you present it to the players and um you know brian gratz is another guy who i need to call back i was trying to um talk to him a little bit about um, some power play stuff and so you you can learn a little bit from from everybody yeah. and you know i know with where they were at in their league with you know Brian and and Gary Graham, like they had the third best power play in their league, and and uh, Brian Gratz ran their their power play. So it's it, you can learn something from everybody. I still keep in touch with Chalk, but there's just so much about the game yeah. that it's just, I mean, it's fascinating. You got a lot of
0: brains you can pick out there.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and, and and that's a th- and I've and I've been lucky to have a good assistant coach who's a little more offensive minded than I am, and. I think you, you try to surround yourself with people that, um, you know, hopefully are a little bit smarter than you are. Right. Yeah. So you can learn from them. Right. And I think that if you don't have those people, you, you've got to make sure that uh, on your staff, you've got to make sure yeah. you find ways to, to continue to talk to the guys that are doing it. And I mean, I, I've been lucky that I have those connections from all around the North America now. Yeah. At this point. Yeah.
0: How's the travel been? Is it, Not as bad or not as bad, really.
1: I mean, and we were lucky. We our last road game was um, early January. So the last, oh, okay. So so the last uh, half of the season, January, February, we played only home games. And then we finished, uh, we of course had to go to Chicago for playoffs. So that was this past weekend. But, um, and all the teams we play are right around this area. Like we'll make a trip out to Boston um, for a showcase. That's a long one. But I mean, Decatur, Illinois is probably our furthest yeah. trip. I mean, other, from the, all the teams in our division, so the travel's yeah. really not that bad, which is great. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that that's definitely a good thing.
0: Good man, it's like you're in, uh, enjoying this, enjoying it. Yeah. So uh, back to the Hall of Fame night. Did you prepare a speech, or was did you just riff on it?
1: You know that. You know, I didn't write anything down that day. I was just, um, cause, you know we had a playoff game at Friday night, so I really didn't have a lot yeah. of time to really. Um, so on the drive home and probably that morning, I just tried to run through my mind. Okay. Who are all the people that have, yeah, you know, and, and, and really like, like I said, in my speech, like the induction to me, it it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to everyone who helped me out along the way. Right. Um, it, it belongs to all those people that helped me out and coaches, teammates, the kids that, you know, like I said, I still, that look up to me as a role model now. I mean, I mean, all that stuff just, it plays a a part in it. And I mean, and that's who it belongs to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, honestly, like it's not, it's not mine. It, I was, I was a fan growing up. I had all those experience and I want experiences growing up cheering for the comments. I want everyone to feel a part of it because, you know, that was my goal to, um, you know, to, to really, um, epitomize being a Fort Wayne yeah. comet and embody that right and I I want to share it with everybody and I that's you know ho- hopefully that the, the fans felt that too in, in my speech and felt like they could be a part of this because I was a Fort Wayne guy
0: so you put more into your wardrobe than you did your speech oh night.
1: wow yeah you know well I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you this my wife does a um, she does a blog okay it's called teach the look and uh she in in these moments determines what I wear, okay. Now, um, I was not honestly high on the sneakers, okay. But <laughs> I thought it was a good look. You did, okay. I did. Well, thank I liked you. It. Yeah, and yeah. So I wasn't it high because I just feel when I'm not when I'm wearing something that I don't normally wear. Yeah, I feel, feel uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Right. And you know what I said? You know. I like that she she picked out some suits. I'm like, you know, I like this. This is I like this yeah. suit. Um, and of course, you got Spro in the other room chirping me because I'm <laughs> I look like Pee Wee Herman. But um, you know, I, I could say several things that I think Scott looks like, and they wouldn't be appropriate or nice. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna say yeah, that would be a whole episode. Yeah, Let's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, th- it, it was the wife, and I will say I did. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, it was one of those things where you're probably either gonna like it. Are really like it, or just think, what the hell is this guy yeah. doing? And yeah, I respect the people that.
0: But if know... she picked it out, you're stuck with it, right? You couldn't. Oh
1: yeah, that's my excuse. Like, yeah. yeah like, what am I gonna say? Like yeah. You have to buy into what your wife's right. I mean, yeah. She, she's a she's a fashion guru. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to her when I when I need something uh, to, to wear, right? Because I have <laughs> hell, I have no clue. We're dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I have well, no I,
0: clue. I called my wife. We were in Cincinnati. This is right before it was the night before, and I got to thinking about it. It's Hall of Fame. Perhaps I should be a little bit, not look like a hobo like I normally do, just a pullover and a pair of khakis. Oh Maybe I should just, yeah. you know. So I called my wife, Kathy. I said, do me a favor. Go into the closet tonight. Just pick something out. Just pick something. And I'm like, D- everything's in the closet. But of course, that is code for, I need to go shopping now. Uh, so she went out shopping, and she bought a whole thing for me. I'm like, I, that's not what I asked, but okay. Okay. And I wore a sports coat, which is something I never do. I haven't wore a tie in years. I did not put a tie on. She knew I wouldn't put the tie on. (laughs) So she she, she went, no, you're going to wear a jacket. So at least I wore a jacket. Well, that's
1: that's a nice casual look, though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, I'm waiting outside the locker room, waiting for Benny to come out so we can do our pregame interview. He saw me, and he literally busted out laughing he doubled over with laughter because <laughs> he's never seen me in a jacket before
1: yeah no it's, and i'm sure that made you yeah i'm sure that made you feel even better exactly about yeah you're like yeah no i it's but but that's good you know um and i didn't go with ty either but you know it's um you know it's good to get out of your comfort zone and you know it you you you, you look good on uh the Hall of Fame night. I appreciate. I appreciate I, Kathy. I, uh, yeah. You know, going out and doing yeah. that, and appreciate you thinking that you had to <laughs> get dressed up for for um, the occasion. But no, it's. Um, I'm I'm right in that boat with you, man. It's like. Mm, I, ever
0: tell you why I don't wear a tie? I used to wear a tie back when I first started broadcasting. I wore ties, and did I did it s- get in your way? No. What it did was we were playing in Orlando. Okay. Now this is a bigger building. Obviously, security is a little bit higher. You know, it's big, major thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was going from, you know, it was after the game. I was going down the tunnel to go to our dressing room, and the security guard st- stopped me. And he's like, oh, you can't come down here. You're not with the team or wh- whatever he said. And I'm like, no, I'm with the team. Now, normally, nine times out of ten, they go, oh, okay. You know, guy had a tie on, he looks professional. They're going to let him go. But this security card was not having it. I mean, I could not get past this guy for anything. But for some reason, for some reason for that trip, I took one of my championship rings with me and I had it on. And I'm like, where would I have gotten this if I'm not with the team? So he reluctantly let me go. So the next night we played there two nights in a row. And I'm like, I'm just going to try an experiment. And I didn't wear a tie. I just wore a golf shirt with a Comet logo. They waved me right through. So from that day on, I have never, I have always worn on the road something with the Comet logo on, and it's never failed me. It's always all right. So I don't know if that is cool or appalling that the security is so laxed that they just let me wave me through. Well, can't they get you like a Comet card? It was just one of those things where we don't normally do it. Us the broadcasters, just like it's, it's just not that. It's minor league hockey, so it's like kind of come and go as you please kind of a thing. But but these bigger buildings like that and like Wichita and Tulsa, they're big, big time buildings, so there's more security. So, uh, yeah. And from that day on, I've never – on the road, I've never worn anything like that because it's just, all right (laughs) – well, I guess well, I guess if you're more comfortable, you know, And it's true. It. And I'm I'm very physical when I call the games. You've been with me. Yeah. I'm moving around. I'm doing this and yeah. by the end of the night it looks like I just gotten beaten up. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that's why you got the is that is that why you got the uh, the armpit injections? That is you, part you, of it because uh, yes, because you're I'm just dripping up always there. Always dripping.
0: Ah. Yeah. And actually, I would I wouldn't have to be doing anything. It was like I had really hyperactive sweat glands. I would go through like three or four shirts in a day just standing around doing nothing. I mean, I'd literally just be sitting here, and it would just be faucets underneath my arms. Ah, so they got it fixed. So huh? They got it fixed. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I still sweat a little bit, but yeah. uh, the fact that I had to do it twice because I had such big <laughs> sweat glands or whatever, and the fact that I was the the guinea pig that this doctor had never done it before, so it's like, I'm going to just – I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to try this out. Oh, God. <laughs> but, it must, yeah, it must have been bad to, to offer up to be the yeah, first-time guy. Yeah, but it was free, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> that's what you got to do, man. Oh, so, uh, Shock Day. We didn't talk about that. It was proclaimed Kaylee Shrock Day. That's pretty cool, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that was... No, that's got to be the day where you tell the wife, I'm not doing anything.
1: Well, I was going to ask. I Actually, uh, I was going to bring it into work and see if I get a vacation <laughs> <laughs> day. <laughs> but, but... I would
0: think that would justify a vacation day. <laughs>
1: I don't know. We'll see, but maybe <laughs> see if I can get that in my, my contract. No. And, um, so N- Nelson Peters is, um, a, he, he's one of my, you know, best friends growing up with, and yeah. obviously his, his father, um, is, is the one that, uh, that, um, did, did, did the great speech and, and he's the one that, um, that backed obviously that, yeah. um, that deal. And it was just, uh, it, it That in itself, I mean, that was just right off the bat. I mean, it, I was getting emo- emotional because it's yeah. like, you know, he tied it in with my family and, um, you know, having having coached me when I was seven years old. And, you know, the, the team called me Mud Man because I would, you know, be covered in mud after every game, <laughs> diving for every ball. Yeah. Just, you know, really playing the same way that, uh, back then that I, yeah. that I do now. And, uh, and you know, I had forgotten that that was even my, my nickname uh mud man but it, it was just i mean i mean that was just like come on are you like do i really d- deserve this but to um i just it, it's awesome i mean it's just I, I don't deserve it but um to have that uh, to have a, a a day that's you know will, will be known as as is, yeah you know shrocky day was is, yeah it was really cool i mean i mean and just such a neat thing to to do for yeah. somebody you know i mean so very lucky and um but yeah i i don't know what else to say about it <laughs> you know it's like it's right. it's like it's, yeah it's so weird to me you know but yeah definitely see if i can milk milk a couple of vacation <laughs> days or you know,
3: yeah. Get out of some I mean, chores around the chores. You
0: could say, you know, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't have to work on my birthday. But when you get a day of the city named after you, come on. <laughs> I'm pulling that card every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Golly, you know, Hall of Fame. Maybe, maybe we need it. We need to keep it. This is why I can't have nice things. I yeah. will
0: never be <laughs> given any of that stuff because I will abuse it. <laughs>
1: no, just j- just at home with the people that. Uh, that know me well enough to know that you know that I'm not being overly <laughs> right. cocky, right? <laughs> oh. I say that on the air, I might lose all my fans. <laughs> I, might, I might pull the hook, be the first guy to get
0: you know booted from the hall. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Oh, there yeah. we go. That's something to shoot for. First guy expelled from the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, oh, buddy. <clears throat> well, man, I appreciate you. I said uh, 45 minutes. I'm coming up on 45, so i can't uh, yeah
1: i appreciate it i know i've got to we've got to finish up our meetings at um yeah at two o'clock but no i uh um thanks for having me on and uh i look forward to hopefully you know um helping you out obviously if um if um irons can't be there and you need to sub call me oh yeah oh yeah yeah and i know um I, i i Enjoy listening to you guys, um, when I'm not there and, uh, to be a part of it, it's really cool, especially, uh, around playoff time. And I think if the team can, can just get in and and get hot, I think, uh, there's some good things that can happen. I remember, you know, Gary Graham's first year here and, um, things didn't necessarily go the right way early on and we, we got it figured out and we were able to, to knock off the, the number eight seed and, um, get push Cincinnati for, yeah. you know, for everything they had. Yeah. And so I really think that this is um, a, a team that, Hey, you haven't, you haven't seen their, their best yet. And they, they just need to, uh, you know, they just need to have their backs against the wall and win a game to, to give them some, you know, to, to give them a true team identity. And I think that if they can make a run in the playoffs, I think it'll change the perception of the year because I I feel like honestly, people are too hard on, yeah. they're, they're too hard on, they're too hard on Benny and, uh, the, the, the guys let them play, let, 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 let them yeah. play. And let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, and crunch time. Yep. Right. Like it's no one remembers the regular season. <laughs> they, they always remember the playoffs <laughs> Right. And I just keep telling people that, you know, it's like, stay off. Like you want to pump your guys up and, 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 and and make sure they have confidence. Right. when, when they're going and you want them to feel like they can, they can do it. Right. It's, it's no different than my players. If my players feel like they, they can't do it then they're probably not going to do it. Right. So it's, I, um, you know, I would encourage Comet fans. I, I know that, um, you know, it's, being a first-year head coach, even at a junior level, I know how hard it is. I can't fathom. Yeah, what Ben's be, being through. in yeah. being in Benny's shoes with yeah. the pressure in Fort Wayne, and I think he's doing a great job. And I think people need to support him um, because that's going to give him more confidence. It's going to give his players more confidence. So um, I have faith in this team. Just just for the record.
0: There you go, Shrocky. Words of wisdom. All right, buddy. Congratulations again. Thank you very much. All right, buddy.
2: Local boy makes good. Yeah, big, big goal. Kaylee Schrock gets his first goal as a Comet. A local fellow who toiled at the Division Three uh, University worked as hard as he knew how because one day he thought he'd like to be a Fort Wayne common. and Right now, that's what he's doing. Congratulations. How are you feeling, Kelly?
3: Oh, I'm feeling great. Uh, thanks, Bob. It's been a dream come true for me. I'm just going to try to keep the ball rolling.
2: Um, you came to camp, in fact, before you even got to camp, you're in McMillan Park skating with all the guys trying to get back in shape uh, did you have a feeling at that point you had a pretty good shot at it?
3: Uh, well, I, you know, I signed early on, but I didn't know really what to expect. So I just tried to, uh, you know, go out there and work hard every day. I, I you know, like I, they, they sign so many guys, you never know. So I was just trying to, uh, make an impression right there. And, uh, Every day, just work hard and, uh, you know, hope for the best, really. you
2: got to work your way through a pretty big crowd.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's what I, I expected that. I watched these games growing up, and I, I knew it would be a, a big crowd, and, you know, they're always here to support the uh, the commons.
2: Uh Let's find out about your background. Where did it start? Who did you play for? And what uh, direction did you take to get where you are today? College, how would you do it?
3: Well, it, it actually all started um, – it all started in first grade. My teacher handed out a learn to slip, or learn to skate uh, slip for McMillan. And I went out there and I, you know, went through the whole initiation program and everything. And uh, actually, uh, Bobby Phillips' dad was working sure. out there. And he, he's the one that actually signed the slip that I was ready to play in the game. So he had something to do with it. It was just kind of ironic that he's here in town now. But um, from there, I just played uh, travel hockey in Fort Wayne. Um, played a year at Snyder High School my sophomore year. Then I played AAA for the Fort Wayne Comets. And then I actually played AAA for the uh, Dayton Gems my senior year. I moved away and played um, in Dayton. And then from there I went to Grand Rapids, played a year of junior hockey there, played another year of junior hockey in Toledo. And then that's when I uh, decided I'd commit to Newman uh, College at the time. Now they're at Newman University. So I played four years there and um, was lucky enough to win a national championship my senior year. So that was a special moment. And then after we won the uh, championship, um, Al called and he wanted to – um, last year during the playoff run or before the playoff started he wanted to give me a few games and i couldn't do it my uh, athletic director wanted me to stay and focus on my grades and get a you know get that degree so i did that and we decided to be better if i you know came and tried out for the team in the
2: fall so you and brandon warner i see you were yakking away last night that you had somewhat similar careers oh very similar i played with uh brandon's younger brother dustin
3: my uh my entire career growing up uh, with the, you know, the travel teams and everything. And Brandon was a few years older, but he's really helped me along the way too, especially, uh, you know, he, he had to go through the same thing I did as far as, you know, making the team, the, the pressure locally. A lot of times when you sign, you know, the people think you're on the team. It's, You know, it would have been embarrassing for me to, to get cut and, you know, kind of let my friends and family down. I didn't want to do that. So, but Brandon's has really helped me and he's encouraged me the whole whole
2: time and I appreciate that what was going through your head on that first goal boy you picked that corner nice just inside the post between the pads and the post
3: yeah well you know like uh i've been telling everyone all along i just try to keep it simple and uh, use my physical play to create chances and that's kind of what happened i hit a guy and um fortunately for me the puck bounced right to me and i blocked it in and uh just tried to put it on net or i had a chance for a rebound or a second chance and it, you know i did find the back of the net and you know, it's kind of a surreal moment for me. I didn't quite understand what was going on, and I see Veroni, You know, I'm coming to give me a big hug. So it felt it felt great, especially on opening night with
2: everyone there. It's a great feeling. Well, you know, uh, I think you're probably extremely fortunate to start with a guy like Al Sims because number one, if you're going to play for Al, he throws you right in the middle of a. The- of the fight and figures if you're going to survive, you're going to make it. If you don't survive, you're gone. And you met your survival pretty well starting the opening night down in Dayton.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So far, yeah. you know, he's been great. He's shown you. Yeah, thank um, you. I mean, appreciate that very much. Penalty kill. And, uh, you know, he expects us to work hard and uh, make smart plays. And that's all I'm trying to do, is, you know, here at the start is just keep it simple and, uh, you know, work hard and show that I, I want to be here. and uh yeah, he's been great. He's shown a lot of confidence to me, and that's that's helped me play to my ability so far.
2: Well, good. It was a real thrill to watch you pound that one home the other night, and I could imagine what was going on uh, in your mind. And I'm sure your parents probably just about blew up when that happened.
3: Yeah, they did. they did. And uh, I, I appreciate it. Like I like I told you before, you know, I've heard you announce many goals, and when I was shooting pucks in my basement, and um, the fact that you you announced my name last night it means a lot to me. And it's just it is it's a um, it's a cliche, but it's a dream come true. It really is. That, I'm in the situation that I am right
2: now. Well, Kaylee, uh, congratulations, number one. Good luck, number two. Big night here tonight uh, in Quad City with Mallards, and then we get a week off to kind of readjust our psyche and, and get it going. But you're playing well. You're really giving it what you got and putting it on the line. It's fun to watch it. All
3: right. Thanks all. Yeah, tonight's a, a big test, especially after opening night. Uh, you know, we have to prove that uh, we can win two in a row here. It's a big
2: night. He's got a big number, too. And uh, the Shrock's on his back. You watch him. This kid's going to show you some pretty good hockey. Good luck. Have a big one. Thanks a lot, Bob. That's my story to the moment. And we'll be back in just a moment as well. You're on comet.
4: They just seemed to waltz their way through the season and uh, get through the playoffs without a whole lot of difficulty. Uh, took home a couple of those Turner Cups. Was there any one of those teams that you thought was the best of the lot?
5: Um, well, it's nice and easy to say we waltzed through them, but I think we sounded like uh, easier now, I guess. But uh, we did, I thought, we, the best team we ever had was in 1959-60 when... Um, Um, I don't know whether Port Huron was in the league at that time, but that's when St. Paul and and the other team, we didn't even win it that year, but I thought that was the best team we ever had.
4: Some of the other uh, gentlemen you've uh, played on Fort Wayne's clubs with have uh, gone on now to some of the other professional leagues. Uh, One that I recall is Bobby Rivard. Can you recall any others who have passed on from Fort Wayne up to the uh, major leagues?
5: Uh, Yes, we had, uh, of course, everybody I think knows John Ferguson with Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he still comes back to our old-timers games. We have uh, Dwayne Rupp. We have Floyd Thompson with St. Louis. We have, um, oh, let me see. We did have, I think at one time when we counted them, probably six or seven of them.
4: Lynn, I especially remember that one of the more serious injuries you received was, if I recall, in Port Huron. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, it
5: was uh, the last year I played. I got hit in the eye, and and, uh, basically I'm legally blind in the eye. It, uh, in the meantime, has cleared up a little bit, but I'm still declared legally blind. What happened was the lens of the eye twisted, and uh, all I can see out of it, really, is uh, kind of a blurred vision. I've got so used to it now that, uh, really, I don't even wear glasses, although I should. I I have no depth perception, but... uh, Quite honestly, now doesn't bother me at all, really.
4: Len, you spoke of an old-timers game now. Do you uh, put the skates back on and go out there now?
5: Oh yeah, we have. Uh, we formed an old-timers team here in Fort Wayne, and uh, last year we played against the Detroit Red Wing old-timers, and uh matter of fact, we even beat them. This year we're planning to play against uh, the Toronto Maple Leaf old-timers.
4: Who are some of the fellas on the team with you?
5: Well, we have Goodwin and Dubchuck. We have uh, Primo, Waslowski, Masonov, We have Lionel Rubka, Teddy Wright, uh, Chuck Adamson, just to name a few, Eddie
4: Long. That's a club that sounds like they could conceivably go right back in the IHL and start skating again.
5: Well, it sounds like it, but I I think we probably weigh a ton or two more and uh, uh, don't get enough practice time. And uh, same as all the other old timers, I guess with age and and a lot of conversation, we all get better.
4: Len, as far as uh, playing now, how... uh... Do you have much problem playing with your eye in the situation that it is?
5: Well, a little bit. I, I have a lot of problems um, seeing the puck. I, I have no idea. If the puck's coming at me, I really can't follow it that closely. Uh, I have no idea whether it's um, on the ice or up above or to the side. And, uh, but, I, you know, really, I like I say, we don't play that hard or anything, and most of the guys don't. Uh, we more or less just fiddle around, and, and uh, so it doesn't bother me too much.
4: And tell us about your family.
5: Well, I have, um, uh, my wife is originally from Winnipeg, where I come from, and, um, I have two boys and a girl. I have one boy who's probably going to be playing midget hockey pretty soon. He's right now uh, um, not a bad football player for one of the high schools here, He's still playing football, and the other boy is, I would think, could be a pretty good hockey player. He's still 11 years old, but, uh as early as they're starting them now, and and as good a program as they have in some of these cities, um, I would think maybe they could, uh, I would like to see them get college scholarships, if nothing else, you know.
4: Len, thank you again very much for your time, and I'm sure the people in Port Huron are glad to hear your voice again, and maybe if we can get a Port Huron old-timers team, well, we can challenge you to game, and then we'll get to see number 11 skate up here again.
5: That'd be very nice. matter of fact, say hello to some of them, especially Lloyd Maxfield, who I used to work with a lot, and, and uh sure miss him and some of the other ones.
4: Okay, thank you again, Lynn. Thank you.
0: Pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Kaylee Schrock on with me uh, for his second appearance on this podcast. Had to bring him back because he is now a member of the Comet Hall of Fame. And of course, Mike Doc Emmerich also going in with him. You heard that clip uh, there with uh, Lynn Thornton way back uh, from the 70s. So it was really cool to track that down. So I want to thank uh, Schrocky for coming on in. He's always a great guest, and uh, he's still one of the most popular comets of all time. And you see him around the Coliseum, make sure you go up and uh, tell him how much you appreciate him for all he did. Uh, for the Fort Wayne Comets and uh, Fort Wayne in general. So that is our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank uh, Kaylee Schrock for coming on in, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.